Hi, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is RPPR episode 192, Multiverse Mayhem. And with me is a special guest. Who should have turned his phone off, I'm very sorry. Hi, this is Patrick. <laughs> yes, it's Patrick Harkin from Roleplaying Exchange and Technical Difficulties, and we're definitely leaving that in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so how are you doing, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm just going to gloss over that. That yeah, didn't happen. How yeah, are you? Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, Patrick is here visiting America uh, before you head up to Gen Con this year. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we are, while you're in town, you know, I've been showing the, the wonderful and exotic sights of Springfield, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought we'd record an episode of RPPR uh, and get yeah. your perspective on uh, some things. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, do you, is there anything you'd like to tell uh, the listeners of RPPR? about and i think we'll use uh uh the music you mentioned uh as a the intro for this so you've already the listener you've already listened to this music but what is this music uh well i don't know which track you've selected yeah pretty sure the album is from yeah <laughs> uh that would have been a selection from honeymoon suite uh by harkin one name uh which is my sister's stage name uh, mm-hmm. katie uh it was recorded and mastered and produced and released uh, entirely in, in pandemic while uh, mm-hmm. she and her partner were uh, recovering, escaping from, from the U.S., actually. Uh, so uh, it is, uh, I don't know, a, a, a jail record, if you want to call it that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, quarantine record. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, that's going to, that, everything pretty much made in 2020 and 2021 is in some way reflecting quarantine. Well, yeah. yeah I, art I, reflects the material conditions in which it was made. Is I, I pity the artists of 2023 who have to find something else to talk about. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, maybe it'll like be like the Spanish flu and we just totally memory hole all of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, listen to this wonder, sweet music. Um, so how would you characterize the album in, in a few words? Uh, well, Katie has her roots in indie rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess you want to get really far back. She has roots in ska. Yeah. But she's quite a embarrassed if I bring that up. <laughs> uh, transitioning into sort of uh, early noughties indie rock and then getting synthier and synthier as it goes on. And this is probably her most uh, synth-heavy uh, uh, album. Very uh, ethereal, uh, yeah. elegiac. Uh, mm. If uh, I want to show off my degree a little more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. To, uh, uh, synth is probably the single most common word on my, when my other podcast, Nightclerk Radio. Weird. Yeah. Because we review Vaporwave and Dark Ambi and music that is highly synth. So I, it's all good to me. And there's no innovation in the space. There's no, uh, there's no biological Vaporwave. Uh, I did find it. Well, not in Vaporwave, but in Ambient. Uh, people figured out how to do bioelectric sounds, which is like plugging uh, uh, things into mushrooms and then getting sounds out of it somehow Ooh, terrifying. Uh, continue yeah <laughs> yeah no they sound very weird it sounds exactly as weird as you would imagine so uh some people have made some albums on that uh someone on our community discord for nightclerk radio posted links to that so oh interesting yeah uh, it's a thing that it happens. You can get music for mushrooms. Um, but, uh, oh yeah. Another RP, uh, RPPR news. Uh, we, August is coming up. We're going to have some design consultation slots open and a Patreon game. So, uh, if you want to have me consult for one hour on your RPG project, uh, sign up. Uh, I'll, I'll make a public post on the Patreon about that and I'll, I'll share that on social media and all the things. Uh, so, uh, keep an eye out for that. So. He's very interested in your maid hack. 
Yeah. Uh, actually, that does sound. What, what, yeah. Uh, it'd be very intrigued. Like, what what are you hacking about made? Such a versatile <laughs> game. Um, so uh, anyway, let, let's get into the topic, uh, which is a topic you proposed. Uh, so do you want to uh, introduce the listeners to this? Yeah. So uh, today we're going to be talking about this trope, I suppose you could say, that's been uh, getting a lot of uh, mainstream uh, coverage. It's been around in you know, nerd culture stuff for a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Um, but today we're going to be talking about multiverses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the two big high water marks in pop culture right now are everything all at once and Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before that, I realized this, this trend probably popped off because of Rick and Morty, which is, yeah, uh, that probably didn't really help cement it in the mainstream. Yeah. Um, and, and by multiverse, we mean basically anything with alternate universes, dimensions, whatever you want to call them, where you, you step through a portal usually, and you're instantaneously in another universe where, where the laws of physics may not work the same different different planets it's a way to i mean in in the holden sci-fi you 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 just hopped on a spaceship and warped to a different planet but now you just step through a portal and you're a different universe but it's a lot of it, it, it the rick and morty stuff is basically like planet of the week you know kind of star trek stuff in, in a sense but um yeah there's a lot of different ways to do this and uh rpgs have done a lot of it uh what well, what is there a tabletop rpg you think uh you've liked the the implementation the best um uh so in the rpg space i mean we sort of have to bring up the thinking man's game don't we mm. Mm. Uh, and what is the thinking man's game uh i believe it's pronounced rifts <laughs> yeah yeah yes rifts or riffs uh in the american vernacular uh we mispronounce everything here oh, okay. yeah okay. uh and uh yeah riffs is uh a oh rifty shifties we call it across the pond <laughs> rifty shifties you see you could tell me that and i would actually <laughs> believe it like if uh uh you the, the great thing is you 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 know i didn't know uh uh trash cans with wheels were wheelie bins until oh, yeah. uh, maddie maddie Mm-hmm. Uh, told me but uh, yeah really been yeah. really been but james wallace uh from letter narrative confirmed that uh the other day so mm-hmm. um yeah riffs uh another rpg that did it in the 80s is torg mm-hmm. uh torg actually had mechanics about like how the laws of physics were changing they had a limited number of multi- universes you could hop to they each one having kind of like a theme park you know theme to it mm-hmm. like this is the cyber papacy it's cybernetics <laughs> and you know uh the high middle ages um and uh, i know there's like a horror one i think they're all kind of horrific but like uh that's the only one i remember from torque <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean and D sort of has this this multiversal setting it's mm-hmm. itself in as much as a semi-generic rpg like D has yeah variety of settings that all kind of coexist um but mostly addressed through things like spell jammer and uh planescape planescape yeah yes yeah uh is interesting because uh i think they got their other dimensions originally from uh mythology and they were like the afterlife you know, mm-hmm. the heavens and hells uh, and the realms of the gods. Uh, and then they kind of branched out and, you know, taking stuff from new age material, like the astral plane, uh, and weird fiction in general. And, um, yeah. So the, the multiverse stuff is really old hat for RPGs, but like, um, 
it's interesting to see how popular culture is handling multiverses because, you know, in, in movies, everything is metaphorical or it should be, you know, it's symbolic of like the, the struggle of the characters. Like that's the whole point of it. I know writers are using metaphors and they're all coward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, of course, this has been in literature too. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my uh, a story I, I read a couple of years ago that I really like uh, uh, Borges' uh, "The Garden of Forking Paths," mm. which is you know uh, the the whole idea of the multiverse is it boils down to like is the, the path less traveled, right? Like, or what if I had taken the other fork in the road? You know, um, and. Uh, but, or, you know, in, 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 but in D and D it's a, it's a place you can go and kill monsters and get loot, you know? Yeah. I mean, part of like where the multiverse sort of as a concept really originates in, in popular fiction is when you had, or at least was cemented in popular psychology, um, was when you had, I think a lot of, uh, comic stories from like the forties and fifties and then the silver age mm-hmm. and, uh, telling different stories with sort of the same characters and then editorial, you know, when, when people started saying, well, which one of these is, is Canon and then, you know, DC and Marvel sort of put their foot down and say, well, they're, they're all Canon. Yeah. It's just, they're in slightly different worlds. One's earth one, one's Earth six, one six. Oh yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that, but yeah, it it was how they could sort of keep these characters alive without having to do a reboot. And then, well, this being DC or or Marvel, they rebooted anyway, because that drove sales. Yeah. I think, yeah, the comics were made it, uh, use the multiverse as sort of a, a convenience. Um, and, uh, so they, cause like, you know, I've always thought that like superhero comics, especially from the big two are, are like each character is really a genre, you know, like Batman mm-hmm. is a genre of superhero, <laughs> like because they, they tell it uses these very specific tropes and frameworks to tell Batman stories about, you know, um, you know, Batman, the animated series, Batman is basically therapist for supervillains. You know, he is trying to heal and help. He is a broken person trying to help other broken people uh, versus Frank Miller. Batman is a fascist and he loves it. And you should, too. He uh, wants to break people. He wants yeah. to break people yeah um and in all these variations um and yeah so uh, the real question is you know um when you're looking at all these ideas for the multiverse um what would you want to do in in your rpg because uh it's very easy to implement on a game mechanic or it can be very easy to implement mm-hmm. because riffs is literally you just step through a portal you're in a new place that's it yeah like there's here's how the spell works and here's a few other things but that's it like it it's very facile it's very easy um they don't really give a lot of thought to it it's just it's basically a different planet and you're instead of a spaceship you have a portal you know like there's <laughs> yeah, no there's yeah, no real yeah. cool like yeah it's just you're on mars Serial numbers fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the wasteland planet and universe. I'm sorry. Universe, not planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm, universe. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's the thing a palladium would do a lot of is a lot of their universes were basically one planet. Like their first, Oh, we're like, they did source books of like separate universes. Uh, and the first one I think was called Wormwood. And it was literally just one planet that was like the planet itself was alive. And like it had all these things and all these. Mm-hmm. But like it's just the one planet. Like there's mm-hmm. nowhere else you can visit in that entire universe. Mm-hmm. So like um, and if you bring stuff from that planet back to Rifts, it most I, I can't remember. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is too powerful. You can't br-. like. Yeah, that is one of the issues with that kind of thing. Because one of the things I think that multiverses first show up in, in RPGs is, okay, we're playing a fantasy game, but can I please play a cyborg? 
Yeah, I'd like. I'd really <laughs> like to play a cyborg cat girl for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, okay, well, maybe you fell through a hole in space time and landed in this strange world where everyone is mm-hmm. speaking Elvish. Yeah, uh, we'll house rule it. We'll house rule it. Well, you can. We don't know what the word isekai means yet, but yeah, we're basically yeah. doing that. Oh god, yeah. I guess every <laughs> is every isekai a multiverse. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're prepared for the philosophy of Isekai. They're multiverses in the same way occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge is, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, Isekai's are framed like, oh, I died in Tokyo, and now I'm in, like, it's the, mm-hmm. the hallucination of a person who's died, you know? Like, uh, if you want to be. I don't know if every Isekai is like that, but certainly a lot of them are like that. And you get hit by a truck. Yeah, exactly. Now you're a slime. Yeah. Um, or a hat girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Palladium. I'm I'm pretty sure Riffs like all their idea about multiverse is making sure that like you don't break the game by like grabbing the cool weapon or character class from this universe and bringing it back to the baseline. Mm-hmm. So like, um, which is a, a valid concern. You yeah. know, you, you bring a Gatling gun into a medieval world and you are no emperor. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, that that is something because then when you're doing yours, but like there's there's other considerations too. Mm-hmm. Like um, you know, uh, you know, I was thinking about like you know space travel and planets and stuff like that. Uh, and I you know I watched Interstellar recently and I was like, oh yeah, if you go on this planet, it's like time because of you know uh, uh, physics, you're just one year on one hour on this planet is like seven years everywhere else. And like you could do that for universes too. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, different time rates. Uh, oh, Nagali C too. Like uh, our rain sure. campaign like, yeah. had uh, a really interesting thing. And that was the center point of the entire campaign was the, the, the time uh, rate being differences between two very otherwise, at least on a physics level, very similar, mm-hmm. but you couldn't change a lot of other things too. Like uh, how physics works, you know, what, whether like if you bring the Gatling gun to the medieval world, maybe it doesn't work. That's another common thing because like, yeah, uh, I think Torg had that where like magic, there are RPGs where like magic works in some areas and high tech stuff works in the other areas and they're at war. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, in the long earth book series by uh, Stephen Baxter and Terry Pratchett, um, mm-hmm. Ferris materials can't make the crossing. Oh, okay. So you jump with the basically like this little device that can sort of uh, get you across. Uh, or yeah. Some people I think have to be natural born like mutants uh, and yeah, you can't bring across, uh, you know, your, your tank. So you can't just conquer oh, okay. the, the other world. Uh, Okay. Although in that example, those worlds are uninhabited anyway. So yeah. So, um, yeah. but you can't bring your mining equipment to just like yeah. Uh, you you need to go back to Stone Age. We need to go get. Uh, what wait is lithium Paris? Let's let's, <laughs> let's go to the Bolivia. And, yeah. Yeah. They had to find a way to get around it. Um, working for your blood. I can't remember what that was. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just leave your blood behind in the universe. Yeah. Um. So they're 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 making game mechanical considerations and balance considerations, mm-hmm. which are valid. But I think. Uh, the biggest question really is not like, um, you know, that it's why you want to bring it in and what, how it will, will make your game better. So you have to think about like, what, how is it going to change what your game, your story is about? Mm-hmm. Uh, the so themes. Think, yeah, yeah. I think you can sort of look at it from two perspectives. The first is you can do the kingdom hearts thing of just like, I want to have some fun with my friends. Let's just throw a bunch of stuff we like. Yeah. And it all just co-interact and, and it's weird and it's any, and no one's particularly thinking much, mm-hmm. but we're having fun. And, you know, Donald Duck just cast a spell four times more powerful than Bahamut. Yeah. 
Uh, and ironically, that's why that's the appeal of riffs. Really, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the kitchen sink fa- power fantasy. You can get you just throw everything in there. You're fighting xenomorphs with your glitter boy, and uh, you know uh, your version of Doctor Strange is there, yeah. and uh, it's all really cool. Yeah, yeah, and just to be clear, like that's the valid, that's valid, that's equally yeah. valid as as any other approach. And the other one I think is uh, this more every everything everywhere the way of once. Uh, version of the multiverse which is much more introspective Mm -hmm. and it is about uh seeing yourself but slightly differently Mm -hmm. Uh, because it gives you like the gm you know the opportunity to do like the mirror match uh yeah you but they went a little further than you're willing to go uh examining stuff that what does that mean to you Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah Yeah, it's a very it's a way to do introspective stuff in like an action setting right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like uh you know superman can't have like if superman has a midlife crisis it's best done through like bizarro showing up Mm -hmm. and showing him or like uh you know the evil version of superman it's a socratic dialogue with more punching yeah exactly uh so you're 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 questioning your decisions uh you know or like (laughs) i love the star trek version of that because you know um picard uh the evil picard in Mm -hmm. the other universe is like uh no shirt sleeves massive arms and just like uh there's a comic series where he's like yeah 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 uh buff buff picard and uh you know assassins try to get him in the weight room you know uh yeah while he's power lifting like doing it while playing that little flutey ad (laughs) yeah he doesn't have a flute oh yeah the evil one doesn't have no evil picard would play bagpipes yeah <laughs> I like that. Um and so yeah, that that that's like that's the most classic way to do that is like the evil the opposite version yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, I mean to bring in sort of like a, a trope in video games, they say that like the best boss is a guy who's you. Yeah. You know, you just have this this open field, mm-hmm. nice sunset, guy on the other side of the field, he's you, you're gonna fight. Yeah. That's usually the best boss fights they have they have out there. <laughs> um and uh, but like everything all uh, everything everywhere all at once it mm. does that a little bit but not really because it's more about like uh relationships to other characters mm-hmm. so you can do like slightly more introspective things where or it's not you but it's like the people you know like it did you that person you broke up with if, if what what if you stayed with them you know yeah. or or what if you broke up with this person who's horrible for you or what if you you know uh let stayed with this this early original job or task or adventure and party you know what what if what if what if like mm-hmm. a, you know um and uh that is very dependent that that requires a lot of characterization and sort of like build up so like um but it's out there it, it, it's a good idea but again that's if you you're doing that if you're focusing on that kind of thing that's a very introspective kind of game it, it's yeah. very character focused yeah and you probably want to bring the multiverse tropes for that like session four yeah you, you, you probably don't want to start that point because you need, you need to establish the character a lot more mm-hmm. uh, so that you can then look at the stress testing of character traits and and uh, beliefs through yeah. the multiversal doppelgangers yeah uh i mean it kind of has to be foreshadowed a bit by like making sure like if you're doing like uh, a very you know realistic game or like a gate like unknown armies like you could do that but you'd have to like foreshadow like the rumor of renunciation and things like that mm-hmm. um so that player characters aren't totally blindsided if they think they're 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 just you know hunting vampires or whatever like that would be a, a kind of a rug pull to mm-hmm. uh, uh no, no no but really we're going to be doing talking about your vampire hunter like what is <laughs> van helsing is sad but why is he sad you know um and that kind of thing. So, um, 
the uh but so that's sort of like the popular one you know mm-hmm. uh and that's the one that's going on in pop culture right now but there are other things you can do aside from kitchen sink and like introspection um like planescape you know yeah. which we mentioned early is really interesting because it has uh the other universes represent like either very physical or metaphysical like concepts and principle like platonic ideals like mm-hmm. there is a there is a plane a universe of lawful good and represents all that is lawful good and there is an elemental plane of salt and it <laughs> represents all of salt and everything salt can twitch, twitch stream has come from <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and then there's hells and there's like a lawful hell and a chaotic hell mm-hmm. and it gets really into the nitty-gritty of what it means to be chaotic evil versus lawful evil and there's a big difference and boy that's what all the planescape material was fucking about. Um, yeah, and yeah. then you've got the uh, polytheistic setting. We'll have different planes of existence for each deity. Very often, they'll have their own yeah. little heavens. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to be like? Yeah, chaotic good heavens. They, like uh, Arcadia versus Valhalla. You know, mm-hmm. like um, what does it mean to be? Yeah. Um, a and so if you want to explore these metaphysical things and have kind of like this, and and you know, there's a lot of fiction things, like things like Sandman and Lucifer. Like a lot of Neil Gaiman fiction you know, it really gets into this. <laughs> kind of like uh philosophical weighty uh, mm-hmm. uh so uh but that would be like the campaign premise right yeah that would be like from session zero this is what this campaign is about yeah so. a neil gaiman game would involve the gm sitting down and then saying okay please listen to my 30 second speech about how stories are actually magic <laughs> uh and then we do some multiverse stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh maybe that's what invisible sun is all about. Well, maybe yeah uh, uh, uh alas we can't afford we didn't get the 200 dollar <laughs> cube uh so we'll never know no oh god yeah. <laughs> what Patreon level is that? Yeah. Uh, I actually looked for copies on Invisible. Someone joked about uh, doing Leto Narrative uh, Dissidents and curating an episode on Invisible Sun. And I was like, well, how much is the used copy now? They, they, you just, they're no, not. I don't think that's a profit making yeah, venture. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Like, they're, they're, well, they're just not out there. Like, uh, there's some of the supplements are available. And, like, the PDF alone is like 100 bucks. Oh, but that no. doesn't have all. I don't know if that had all the cards and stuff like that. Because no. it uses cards and things. Like, it's oh, just. No. Yeah, uh, it's a but no one no one has actually done that. So don't we? I don't need a copy of Invisible Sun. So please, um, just just uh, I, I uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but so the you know so those are like I think the three big kind of ways you can do multiverse mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, well, no, I think the fourth one would be the Long Earth in talking about like oh sure yeah like a theme about colonialism exploitation sure. so the thing with with long earth is you can jump from planet to planet uh the same spot within uh the the chain of multiverses so if you're going from new york in in our world and you're going across one you end up in new york minus a slight bit of drift because the planet's not quite the same speed or something but you end up basically where you are but you can't jump from earth one to mars two mm-hmm. if you want to go to mars you have to go to mars first and then jump uh, but because these worlds are all uninhabited uh, I think there might be some like implications in some of the series of like some of them have like trolls, but you have to jump really far to get to them. Anyway, the comment section is going to come for me on this. <laughs> um, but because they are mostly uninhabited, but they still have, you know, all the rare earth minerals, all the, the lumber, all mm-hmm. the water, uh, it does spark a gold rush, essentially, or, or a westward expansion as suddenly humanity sort of becomes post-scarcity. You just need to go out and get it. Yeah. You just need to bodge together your $20 multiverse jump machine uh, and, and, and go and get it. So that leads to, you know, yes, a story 
I guess trope wise or, or spirit wise, maybe more even akin to a wild west. Yeah. You know, I mean, heading out, striking out. Endless frontier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an endless frontier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a perfectly valid way of doing it. Um, so I think, yeah, if you, it, because it's a very focused multiverse, like that's the thing is you, we need to think about like how, so there's aside from the themes, you need to think about the in cosmology mm-hmm. reason in the game setting of how multiverse stuff, the basic mechanics of it, what can yep. be done, what can't be done. So in the long earth, you can't go to a, uh, universe with an evil you because they don't exist. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe it's earth 18 quintillion away. Mm-hmm. And so you're just never going to be able to get there in time. So might as well not exist uh as or there's no elemental plane of salt you know there's no earth made of salt because that's too too (laughs) divergent you know i I guess Mm -hmm. so um and your cosmology limitations what can and can't be done uh would also inform the theme so Mm. um you know they kind of reinforce each other so um you know actually uh uh, i do think when another example would be uh you can do the inside of introspecting you do it like on a wider scale which as we were discussing, you know, the laundry files, mm-hmm. uh, a series of novels from Charles Strauss. Magic is a form of mathematics. So computers can do magic. Uh, it's very Lovecraftian. And one of the novels uh, deals with an invasion from an alternate universe. Uh, mm-hmm. And these, it is a um, humanity evolved differently. Uh, yes. And so they're basically dark elves, you know, or elves. And uh, they use magic instead of technology for the most part. Um, they use spells and bound animals and weird creatures to fight. Uh, but they basically works out to be the same as jet fighters and machine guns. Um, and uh, so you could do like, what if society changed differently? You know, so like the alternate history kind of stuff and the alternate yeah. evolution kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it can be as much about society as it is about the individual. You know, you can be just like in this world we cracked the atom in you know 1920 instead of 1940 yeah that would be and without the pressure of world war ii to power atomic energy does that like lead to a golden age yeah, yeah. or does it lead to a nuclear wasteland mm-hmm. yeah uh maybe we more freely with the nukes you know Who knows? Uh, yeah. yeah uh there are a lot of different ways it could it could uh go and so um Think about your themes and then uh, I, I, I would personally think like what themes, what kind of uh, game I want to make before I worry too much about the cosmology. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe if you think of a really interesting cosmology, like multiverse travel works like this, like cheap multiverse travel, like in long earth, it sounds like uh, is really intriguing. Mm-hmm. What happens when anybody can do it? Um, so yeah, that could be neat. Um, and so think about those two topics first, I yeah. guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's also the issue of, of, uh, stakes. I mean, one of the sort of common mm-hmm. criticisms I heard about, uh, going back to Dr. Strange, uh, is that, uh, you know, oh, why do we care about all the people that uh, get killed in this, in this horror superhero film? Because you've established as a multiverse, there's an infinite number of people. Yeah. Killing a hundred million people is functionally the same as killing zero people when measured against infinity. Yeah. Uh, this is also one of the things about like Rick and Morty. Like it's very like, oops, we fucked up a universe. Mm-hmm. Cool. We'll just zoop. We're in another one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Rick and Morty is comedic. Like that's mm-hmm. the joke. Like <laughs> that's the punchline. Yeah. It's, it was very dark comedy, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very nihilistic, absurd, uh, uh, absurdist humor. Um, and, uh, a lot of people, of course, mistake, 
miss out on the larger things is that that absurdism and that nihilism actually winds up hurting you personally. <laughs> yes. You know, when you're, you're caustic asshole to everybody, guess what? You're not going to feel great mm-hmm. about yourself uh, uh, sooner or later. So Turns out killing and burying yourself in the backyard fucks you up a bit. Yeah. 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 So there is a so it's a personal cost, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Uh, and so Rick and Morty's like, how long can you like, you know, hurt other people without uh, uh, losing the ability to, you know, feel anything, you know, uh, how long when you hurt others, you hurt yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, but the trick uh, is how do you get your players to be Morty and not wrecking them? You know, cause he's going to be the one going zoip, 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 and Morty's yeah, yeah. going to be the one losing sleep. Yeah. Um, or summer sleep. be like, yeah. this is kind of fucked up, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that that's uh, things you can approach, and then of course your your game system and, and mechanics also reinforce that. So if you want to re- you know emphasize like the the great toll, you know obviously systems with like a lot of emotional and mental health mm-hmm. things like unknown harmies uh, would be a good way of doing it. But uh, if you want to emphasize action and, and wackiness, you know fate might be better. Sure. Um, so um, and this also be a good like to do if you want to do a campaign approaching these scenes it might be good to do like a session zero in a different system like microscope or mm-hmm. the quiet ear even like modified quiet ear or something like that like yeah something um, something setting building yeah 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 setting build there's a lot of setting building story games out there um and it might be interesting to see if there's any like ones that's specifically about multiverse um now mm. yeah now one thing idea i did have i realized is you know the, the whole thing about the multiverse is you know it's the garden of forking paths you're, mm-hmm. you're going through and you're you make choices to go left or right and go down as you go through life to to you know pursue this relationship or break off uh or take this job or not or go to this school or not um and what is a garden of forking paths but a dungeon Ooh. so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, everything I, I was like, everything can be a dungeon crawl. The dungeon crawl is a metaphor for life, you know, uh, like the, the great film Dave made a maze. Uh, he made a maze, a dungeon. And mm-hmm. It's a metaphor for his personal crisis. And yeah. That's just, also a very real maze. He just made his creative blocks out of cardboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, it would be really interesting to do a you could make it like a cube style hell prison. Yeah. Uh, If you want to go like dark, like a Delta green kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of did that with Bastow a little bit. Yeah. 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 Or um, uh, this might be on the Patreon. So cut this out, but um, Caleb's sub game. Um, Oh, on, on Delta green, Mm, uh, dead dead channels. channels. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. yeah, rotates the sub through multiple Oh, the submarine game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I forgot what it's called, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You should just check out Delta Green Dead Channels. Caleb's been running some pretty great games. Yeah, um, that's a good, yeah, that's a good uh, pick. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to do a multiverse game, Dungeon Crawl, that's not horror. Like, mm-hmm. make it more philosophical maybe um so maybe like the the dungeon is like at this like dimensional ley line intersection kind of thing yeah uh and you're not the only version of yourself yeah raiding the dungeon at this point so you're literally the race against yourself yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh i mean you couldn't make the easy thing would make it like an action thing and be like it's jetly the one but it's a race (laughs) (laughs) like you're all jetly uh every actually every player character is a different version of themselves but you're all allied (gasps) 
Dungeon Crawl Classics, uh, yeah. Peasant Funnel. Oh, it's a Peasant Funnel, but you're all the same person. Yes, yeah. all iterations of you. Yeah, uh, so you just roll different professions, and you're all, uh, and you can have different names and things, but you're all clearly the same person. <laughs> Variations on a uh, theme, and uh, you all decided to work with each other, because one team gets to, to survive mm. and go back to their own verses, but all the others get eliminated or whatever. <laughs> uh, that sounds actually pretty fun. Um, yeah. Uh, or you Building corpses out of, building yeah. bridges out of your own corpse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could do like a Nagali C2 thing where it's more like societal and be mm-hmm. like, uh, we're, we're trying to, to change the course of history or, or, uh, pick the best multiverse for ourselves, you know? Oh yeah. That's the thing. It's like find a new home, you know, mm. literally like you're in this unstable, you know, the lab exploded, blah, blah, blah. Oh wait, we can go to a, di- we can't go back to our own multiverse, our own home dimension. Cause it, uh, uh, the, it always exits in the same place, the lab and mm-hmm. our lab is blowing up. So we'll die if we, we go back, but we can find a very close one, but like, there's always going to be something off about it. You know, mm. like, uh, so the whole game is about who, uh, okay, this one is great. The, 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 there's no climate crisis. Unfortunately, you divorced the, your partner who you love. It's like, well, fuck that. And oh, something just occurred to me about uh, yeah. possible multiverse tropes. Mandela effects. Oh, yeah. Those are often considered to be, I mean, considered to be. Yeah, like what if people. you traveled to, and you didn't even know? That's yeah. that's how you do the Unknown Armies version. Mm. That. That's Unknown Wait, Army. shit, it's Baron Stain now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's, yeah, that's how you, so mm. it, yeah. Uh, that's the Unknown Armies, very magical realism kind of thing. Um, but I, yeah, I, I like the idea of like a game where everyone is like, looking at options and every option that's off in some reason. And so who's willing to, you know, take one for the team or like, why do I have to one? I have to, one of us has a shitty lives, no matter which one we find, <laughs> or we can all have shitty lives, but society is better. Ah, fuck. I, yeah. Oh, shit. Are we prisoners of limiting ourselves? Yeah. yeah. Wait, what if we go to the one where we're like, uh, uh, Kings, but you know, it's a horrible monarchist society, <laughs> but we'll excuse be, me? Right. excuse yeah. me. What, yeah. are we, what are we, what are we saying? Yeah. yeah. What are we saying about monarchies? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, yeah. No. Either uh, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a monarchist. Yeah. Well, don't worry. The queen will enter another phase. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it they be- take our taxes and don't sweat. <laughs> I just, you know, if 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 London, if if the UK goes all uh, bloodborne, you're welcome to uh, seek <laughs> refuge here uh, until this goes all Mad Max. So, mm. um, <laughs> well, Mad Max was Australia, wouldn't you guys go the Purge? Oh, you're right. Yeah, we're the Purge. Mm. Um, yeah, so you got your choice now. We mm. we have Bloodborne, we have Mad Max, and we have the Purge. Which which, which flavor do you want? Uh, the three genders. <laughs> Uh yeah. Uh and there there there's another multiverse game. Choose your <laughs> apocalypse, choose your dystopia. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're playing the apocalypse and mm-hmm. you keep finding the I mean that's like Fermi's paradox writ large, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you you discover the ability to to travel multidimensionally. Mm-hmm. Wait, hang on. <laughs> There's an interval multiverse. Well, I guess, I yeah, guess like, yeah. Um, yeah, even with long earth, you know, it was uninhabited, but there was like tree life. There was organic life, which yeah, was yeah. humans. Well, yeah, there then, would have to be some kind of life for yeah. there to be oxygen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, like you just start jumping and it's like, Oh, Oh no. Oh, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> Infinity would be supposed to be really, really big, but we can't find anything that isn't fucked up. Like, Oh shit. Oh yep. shit. Yeah. What's doing that? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. That your your nice, cool sci-fi game becomes a horror game. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's very a close phase. Um, so yeah. There. Uh, so these are just ideas for everybody to to uh, consider um, when uh, approaching this idea. Um, you know, there's. I know there's a ton of more implementations and various RPGs out there. I just I, we just brought up a few. Uh, but yeah, so let us know in the comments or on social media uh, about your favorite implementation RPGs, um, other considerations um, when when talking about them. And uh, yeah, so in a second, we'll be back uh, uh, with a shout out. Hi, just a reminder that the Leto narrative Kickstarter for season two is still uh, going on. We've smashed through a bunch of stretch goals, but we still have more to go. Uh, if you back the Kickstarter at $20, you get uh, early access through a private RSS feed. Uh, and we'll put all of season one on the uh, uh, feed as well. So you can just download all the episodes directly to your podcasting app of choice. And uh, we have a bundle of our games with the last Vegas uh, base Raider supplements and dinosaurs in space. Agree. Stolzy game uh and uh yeah we have a community discord now uh people are doing some really interesting discussions about rpgs uh and uh it's been a lot of fun so uh be sure to check out the link for our kickstarter uh it ends in a couple weeks uh, so don't miss your chance and we're back uh, and I'll, I'll put some more of uh, Harkins music in between. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now we have, of course, our shout outs. Uh, and I, I would like to get the ball rolling with uh, a uh, movie that, you know, Patrick, I'm, I'm sorry. It, I did enjoy it quite mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, RRR, even though, well, maybe a lot of British soldiers do get killed <laughs> in the, this movie. And uh, but they're, it's, they're killed in really cool ways. Uh, no, nah, man, like they deserved it. They were they're fucking, in, they're fucking around in India. They deserved it. Like, yeah, uh, we yeah. shouldn't have been there. <laughs> no. Yeah, you, they are comically evil in the movie. And like, if you know anything about the history of uh, British colonialism mm-hmm. in India, it's mm-hmm. basically even even like that, they, 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 that it was not. Yeah, they were even worse than that uh but yeah it is a three-hour tollywood not bollywood uh oh because it's a uh, uh telugu yeah yeah, 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 yeah. uh language um and it is a epic movie about two uh indian heroes actually based on real people but they never met uh in real life but it's kind of like a alternate history what if they <laughs> met and they became best bros and it's it's it really is a bromance they are <laughs> their their friendship is the core of this movie can they be friends uh and will their friendship survive the british colonialism and, uh, and also how many tigers can i throw at you Oh, they do throw some tigers. There is a, a lot of very good CGI animal mm-hmm. work in this movie. Uh, the the action, the stunts, the the singing. I enthusiastically, unironically love this movie. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Um, it is three hours long. Mm-hmm. Watch it with friends. That's the best way. Okay, because you're not gonna like uh, get a better experience. Because uh, especially if you're not used to these kind of movies, uh, it, they're over the top, but way better than Marvel action scenes. They're, they're, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so that, that is a fun movie to check out. Um, 
But you actually brought me a book. Uh, yes, uh, this is something that uh, I'll be shouting out. It's called uh, "Islands of Abandonment" by Cal Flynn. Uh, it is uh, I mean, something that I sort of like impulse purchased and ended up really, really liking. Uh, it's about the ecology of abandoned places. Ooh. Uh, so sites of former habitation that have uh, been left to the elements and sort of going into how the elements reclaim them uh, and the uh, how the, the legacy of, of uh, human uh, activity in certain areas will persist. Uh, all done in like, not, not like, like a dry textbook, almost more like a travelogue sort of way, focusing on different... Uh, uh, abandoned or, or otherwise usually inaccessible areas, uh, and going through how uh, how you know nature is healing yeah. the other virus. Yeah, uh, that bullshit. I mean, um, so it's stuff like uh, you know, how how uh, towards the end the 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 writer tries to sort of say like this isn't me saying we'll be all right on climate change. Like this isn't me saying like nature's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but it it is just sort of a, a look at like uh, what might be the new normal in yeah, a lot yeah. of places. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting. It, it, you know, it looks at stuff like the, uh, the divided zone in Turkey, uh, in mm. um, Cyprus, the line between the, the Greek and oh, Cypriot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greek Cypriot and uh, Turkish side. Yeah. Which has been in force in 30 years. And now is like a, a great place for sheep. Great. Uh, Happy or, for the sheep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or the uh, exclusion zone around Chernobyl. Yeah. Probably not. That's probably a lot of date now because of the war. Mm, uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, or the, the red zone in France. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, there are so many music munitions fired in world war one that it's just like, you can still find a lot of arsenic in the ground soil. And, oh yeah. You know, like uh, really fucked up, uh, uh, fairy rings, just patches where stuff doesn't grow. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Even, even today, even no, today. I look forward to reading. Yeah. That. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Nice. Um, Let's see here. My next one. Uh, actually, I'm going to just shout out two movies. And once uh, Maddie and I have been watching some movies lately, uh, there's one um, Maddie uh, called Closet Land, uh, which is a uh, drama about starring Alan Rickman. Um, and uh, he is a torturer torturing uh well it's a woman who is a children's author and illustrator uh it's a very powerful drama um very um it's on youtube uh it, you could just watch the whole movie on youtube uh so i'll put a link into that but it's um it, it like it like a cia thing or like no like like an eastern thing. european okay. like like country like okay. um uh, i believe the woman came from eastern europe the 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 director and writer um and uh yeah it's it's uh i don't want to spoil too much about it but mm-hmm. um you know i i didn't catch all of it maddie was watching when i came in but i was mesmerized by the ending especially there's bits of animation in it mm. um it's uh yeah a beautiful movie um and uh, the other movie we watched recently is Men, uh, oh. which is the new Alex Garland movie, mm-hmm. which is uh, set in the UK and I assume is what happens in every small village. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that, that's toy country right there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, a woman uh, goes to the countryside uh, to, you know, recover. She's she's, you know, wanting just a quiet time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then weird things start happening to her and like yeah i mean this is in the trailer but like it's it's i don't know if it's literally all the men but uh many many people in the village are all played by rory kinnear yeah it is yeah there's some weird shit going on and uh it gets it's a movie that get like it's creepy and weird throughout and then for the finale they just boy does it go 
all out. Um, so it's also a movie. If you think movies just just be literally about what they're, you know, if you don't like the idea of metaphor, you will not like this movie. Uh, are, you, are you saying that this film might have something to say? Yeah. Well, yeah, it does have something what? to say. Um, yeah. The, but the cinnamon sins style of uh, film criticism will not like this movie. Mm, probably it, not. Yeah. Because uh, it's they don't explain everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's it, yeah, it's it's an intense viewing. Um, but yeah. Uh, 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 check it out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my next channel is going to be a uh, Korean Netflix show. I know those have been popular for the mm-hmm. few years. Uh, some some kind of octopus entertainment. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this is called My Name. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't catch the the original title in Korean, but uh, the the it's sort of in the vein of um, Infernal Affairs or The Departed. The the main character is a uh, uh, the teenage daughter of a high ranking mobster who is killed uh, in front of her apartment, and you know the police don't help because why would they investigate? Like, oh, there's she got Al Capone off the streets, uh, and so she has to turn to his. You know, fellow crime boss partner to mm-hmm. to begin to investigate the uh, uh, the mystery, and he she is inserted. She given a new identity and inserted into the narcotics uh, division of the local police department to try and hunt out a, a dirty cop. But it's got these these great uh, uh, action sequences, and lots of yeah. lots of good hallway fights. Koreans uh, do really good action scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like especially the stuff that gets picked up for Netflix and stuff like that. That's like mm-hmm. top tier stuff. Yeah, like uh, yeah, nice, nice bits of uh, bisexual lighting throughout. Oh, you know, lots good, of lots good. of neon and and, and chrome. <laughs> There's a guy who's just the dang Joker. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'll put that on my uh, queue. That mm-hmm. sounds, I, it's one I've I've, I've uh, seen the trailer. I was like, ooh, that's cool. And then I totally forgot about it because you know, there's so it's much. Good. It's yeah. good. Um, I want to mention, uh, let's see here, two games, uh, I played, re- well, one, uh, video game that I played, uh, and a tabletop RPG that I bought, but haven't played yet because mm-hmm. I just, it just came out. Uh, but the video game is, uh, Janitor Bleez, which is a low poly horror video game you can pick up on steam. And I think itch, um, and it's your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. And the only place is this abandoned arcade. And so you go in the abandoned arcade and then weird shit starts happening. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it looks like a PS one game, but uh, it does really interesting things. So like it's mostly puzzle solving and a bit of stealth, but not much like, okay. yeah. So the, it's primarily about the atmosphere and the puzzles and like figuring out what happened here. There's a, you know, typical like horror thing of just figuring out the story through notes you know, that are left behind Sketchy, like, pages. Yeah. 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 Uh, little post-it notes, but like, uh, it does really cool things like there are these arcade cabinets in, in that still work and they oh. all have the same game called janitor uh, and uh, in janitor you and you actually play them um, you you go okay. there there and you 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 mop up things but the thing is you do things in janitor and it'll unlock doors and and change the Um, uh, arcade so like later on you're like janitor will pick up a key you bring it back to the starting point and there'll be a a key will spawn next to the arcade game interesting um or a door will unlock or something like that um but something's stalking you and you know trying to kill you Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's 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 a cool little uh horror experience Mm. Uh, so especially again like you want an unknown army's kind of vibe or monster of the week kind of thing. Like this would be really good. I don't, it's not really Delta green. Cause it's very, very much on the glitchy retro, like PS one style aesthetic, uh, for horror. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
the other thing is Frontier Scum, uh, which is a OSR Morkaborg uh, style game, uh, but it's uh, a game of acid Western role playing. Mm-hmm. So it's influenced. It has a list of references at the beginning of like films like Ravenous. Uh, the quick and the dead, uh, the lighthouse even. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything about like, it's the 19th century and things are fucked up. And, um, but do you repeat yourself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a gun. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's a revolver or, you know, a lever action rifle. And, um, like the pre-gen adventure in it, it, it adventure in it is, uh, you're on a prison train, uh, and you get out and it's, so it's literal, it's a very, it's literally on rails cause you're on a, on a train, the entire adventure. <laughs> uh, so you're just going through here, but it's like, you have to fight the meat blob and you have to fight the, you know, so it's like a weird fucked up question. You don't have to do that cause it's an OSR game. You can make it as realistic or as unrealistic as you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very minimalist. Uh, it has some interesting mechanics too. Like, uh, if you have a hat, you can negate one source of damage by just saying your hat was shot off. <laughs> okay so, very tropic yeah yeah, yeah uh yeah. uh and ammo is basically you have a slot of ammo whenever you roll one on a damage die you uh lose a slot of ammo so um yeah it, it's it's very minimalist but i'm very interested in in, in trying it out uh because it's like i like i'm interested in osr games that uh don't just like emulate, just copy the rules of old D and D, you know, like they take the idea of it and they make the mechanics better, but still simple, you know, like at some point I do want to talk about the OSR in episode, talk about like the idea is rulings, not rules. Like you just okay. have a very loose framework of rules and the GM just has to make individual rulings per game. Like that's the OSR aesthetic mm-hmm. or design principle. Um, and that's interesting. Um, it gets really in the OSRs. I think it's a mistake by getting bogged down in nostalgia and also like edge lordy grossness. Uh, mm. So, you know, frontier scum has a really cool like design aesthetic. It's like, looks like a Sears catalog, but like hmm. with weird, like, uh, um, you know, that style of like, uh, uh, lithograph illustrations. And shit. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like uh, 18th century. Illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 19th century. Century. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like for, you know, frog rip, Pellet and you know shit like that very so. like wondermark yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly like wondermark but you know um so that i'm interested in this and so i'll be mm. exploring that in future episodes you know i did fist which is kind of an osr game but for weird you know paranormal mm-hmm. mercenary action so um yeah something i'm interested in. um yeah um any other uh shout outs uh yeah to the the terrifying people at bass pro um <laughs> please please leave me alone uh please do not find me <laughs> yeah i took uh, uh patrick to the international headquarters of bass pro uh because what else do you do for a person visiting springfield missouri except the bass pro to show them how many guns and knives you have <laughs> <laughs> These aren't even the ones we're using at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. It's a, it's a, it's impressive structure. I mean, it's, it's a, it's basically a mall to itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in terms of size. Yeah, and you know, parts of it are a store, parts of it are a museum, parts of it are a different museum, mm-hmm. parts of it are an aquarium. I think I counted three decently sized cafes in mm-hmm. there. A full restaurant and two cafes. Full restaurant, two cafes. Okay. Yeah. The Hemingway's is a full restaurant, yeah. like sit down restaurant. Yeah. And like uh, a car dealership sized, like boat dealership. Yeah. You got to get your 50 grand boat with the, the, the boat. You know, room yeah. for like the display models. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in there. We we walked for quite a long time. We yeah, didn't we even like see all two that. hours, and we didn't even yeah. go in the aquarium because that's fifty bucks to go in there. Yeah, that was a bit much. Really yeah, deep. but uh, yeah, no, it was. A, and and then so much, so much taxidermy, so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they like, power down in these years. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, appeasing to the uh, the bleeding hearts. Well, they put that big statue of the uh, uh, native warrior on his horse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think they just had to, they, they're just changing it up. Maybe they wanted to fit more guns in, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe that thing's hollow. Maybe yeah. it's just full of guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, uh, not to be disrespectful to your culture, obviously. Uh, <laughs> it was quite surreal, coming from a, a quite low, uh, mm-hmm. you know, weapon visibility. But I mean, we don't, like, hunting means something else there as well. I mean, we, we, we have firearms, but it's well, yeah. like, uh, like, you know, the, the, the cop who used to live on my street had a firearm. But other yeah. than that, it was mostly farmers had shotguns, and that's kind of it. Yeah, in the UK, so it's like seeing seeing you know gun culture mm-hmm. and the commerce of gun culture mm-hmm. uh, was uh, you know an experience. I, I think I took a bun- I think I took what seventeen photos that I sent to my family <laughs> group chat saying, "So these are all inside the same building." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we like our big malls. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that 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 is the home of Bass Pro as a chain. Like mm. uh, the Bass Pro Pyramid in Memphis, Tennessee, is is uh, pales in size. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. adopted the pyramid. Yeah, basically, <laughs> we were born to it. Yeah. We adopted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you're heading to Gen Con. Are there uh, any highlights or things you're looking forward to? Um, oh man, you kind of caught me right because I like I like have uh, some tickets booked, but uh, I, I cannot remember them off the top of my head. Like yeah. I, I have like you know, there's some seminars. Well, I, I know you're going to, to a red market. Uh, going to a so I, I was going to, but the flights in change. It was going to be with Sean Farris from uh, okay. um, RPX and Tech Diff. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I'm not, able to make, I'm not gonna be able to make okay, that. Okay, so there's but a like, seat open if you're, if you're going open. to Gen Con, you, you Sean's a cool guy. Sh- show up with uh, generic tickets. Yeah. Could probably fit you in. Uh, I think it's the job Watch Your Guano Do, which is Ooh. about guano mining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's adapted from the 10K Lakes shared setting. So Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 Um uh yeah, like you know, I've got some seats books on games. Um I'm gonna get try give the dishonored RPG a try. Oh yeah, yeah. See yeah. if it deserves to uh, exist I think that's despite blades and yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like see if does it deserve to exist despite blades in the dark already being a thing. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. give it give it a try, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Just like try out some new games. Cool. Um I mean I, I used to really like, like walking the dealers hall when I was there to see like what like weird indie stuff is there. Mm-hmm. like you know, I don't I don't go to like buy like Pathfinder stuff. Like we we have that in the UK. I'm off I'm often here for like <laughs> You know what's what's weird in American and, and oh sure like doesn't doesn't maybe necessarily like ship over to my my quite small gaming store like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 um cool we'll probably uh, we'll try to have you on in a future episode to give us a uh, yeah. after, after oh um, Grant Howard's going to be there so I'm gonna try and, oh yeah, yeah try yeah, and yeah. say hi to him yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, maker of heart and uh, spire and a bunch of other things uh, yeah he's got I think the die RPG is going to be going through. Uh, yeah, his company, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going through his company, although it's a different designer. Yeah, like. and also all the micro RPGs like uh, Trash Panda, Crash Panda's. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Honey uh, Heist, I think, is the big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. cool. So, yeah, so yeah, go and watch out, Grant. Calling my shot and coming to you. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, be sure to also check out the Patreon, our, our Patreon, our PBR Patreon. And of course, uh, Harkin's uh, album. Uh, what is the album called? Honeymoon Sweet. Honeymoon Sweet. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll check you out later unless you jump to a multiverse where we do not exist. In which case, <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Ross Payton. I'm talking into a microphone. How uh, can you hear me, Patrick? Unfortunately. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> great way to start. <laughs> All right, do you want to talk some more? Uh, hello, this is Patrick Harkin from uh, Roleplaying Preparator. No, hang on, that's the wrong one. Uh, Roleplaying Exchange and Technical Difficulties. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You say you're on the podcast. It's your podcast now. No. <laughs> podcast uh, Ronan. planted a flank. I am not leaving. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, yeah, sound good. Okay.